0: you laughing
1: hello hello and welcome to the inglorious pastor's podcast where we talk about spirituality news and who cares uh my name is michael basinger and with me are old gungaloo himself brad polly hey, what's up derps poonaloo himself matt polly that's not my name Together, we are the Sorry. contractually uh, obligated Ferguson. and glorious bastards. Um, yeah, what do you want?
0: Announcements? Announcements? Spring you ring in. I know I didn't. Yes, you did. That's your opinion.
1: Just waiting for this song to end so I can start the next one.
2: Right,
0: <laughs> this is going to be the quickest podcast we've ever had. Wrap it up, boys. Hey,
1: hey, what are you drinking?
3: know
0: (laughs) you know how the the universe is expanding constantly right allegedly just getting bigger and bigger and like like my pain but at some point it's going to start contracting again until eventually you know whoever knows how much in the future it all just contracts back into like nothing well that's one theory well, there's multiple theories. Basically, what, it's in the Bible, Matt. Hold on, it's basically what's happening with this podcast. We started small, and then we got our episodes got longer, and as we care less and less, and go towards our inevitable end, it's just shorter and. Shorter I mean, we're still hitting shorter. two hours per
1: per episode. <laughs> Like it hasn't it hasn't quietly got the pastor's podcast universe
0: is <laughs> eventually it's just, just shrinking gonna be, in on itself. And that's it. That'll be our final episode. <laughs> uh, I'm had or I had. <laughs> I'm having. It's just going to be the sound of a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from uh some place in Illinois, White Oak Brewing. Uh, their Mayama Lama. Uh, English style mild ale And I think it has coffee in it So that should be good About oh. 10 o'clock tonight <laughs> And then I'm also having Are you working tomorrow? No Thank God for that And then I'm also having uh, Francis Connor's Vice uh, Beer And it's Can't just, beat it You can't beat it so uh, They're Dunkle They're dunkle mode. is probably better I love Dunkles Give me a Dunkle Every fucking every day. day of the week uh, I'm having oh, I had yeah. sour me Dark and stormy Sour ale From Duclaw Brewing uh, It was okay that was one of mine. It's supposed to taste like a like a dark and stormy cocktail. It doesn't, but it's fine. But yeah, I I had one yesterday. It was decent. Like first couple drinks, I was like, "Fuck, I don't know." Yeah. But I, I mean, I finished it. Yeah. Uh, this is from Energy City Brewing in Itasca, Illinois. Who fucking, knows? it's a lovely list on the year. This is Bistro Mango and Blood Orange Habanero Heat Wave. I like that when I had it. It's good. It's um like I, the first drink was a shock because it's it's very sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of those milkshake Berliner Vice Beers, you know, yeah. like anyway, that's it's pretty good. I'm drinking
1: Berry White by
0: Short Fuse. Uh, it's eight point four
1: point eight, um, and it's not doing its job.
2: <laughs>
1: you want me to get I you, another, am, one? Think I'm you not, got another one? I am not. I am not intoxicated enough. In <laughs> you want me to go get yet. you another one? I'm not intoxicated enough for existence. <laughs> that's that's what's going on right now. Uh, all right, are we doing uh what the you had one didn't you? <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, what the? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I have seen three or four things recently that just pop up either in the pub or just whatever. Like, what is like the new like conservative ultra male thing is to like not come, like then ejaculate. Yeah, like what the fuck is? Yeah, there's a lot of those guys that are doing that by choice. Like, I mean, that's like, they're like, oh, this is the secret I'm to a like, real, man. This is the secret that all billionaires know. It's like to not come. Like, what the fuck are you? You're supposed to have some science. Elon scientific, Musk had a baby with grimes. <laughs> he had two babies with grimes. They I hid mean, the second one.
1: Wait, they hid the second they one? Did,
0: nobody knew about it. Until like a reporter huh. interviewed Grimes, and there was another fucking baby there. And it's because like, they the named the... it zero one one zero one zero one X three They just named it Bender, like from yeah, <laughs> from Futurama. Uh, I, I just uh, like I don't understand, like watching the whole hyper masculine. It's interesting we're talking about this one with our because it's our interview tonight too but about this topic, but like. Like, they've gone, like, almost full circle to, like, fuck everything, to now they're just like, no, don't come. Like, what the fuck is happening? I don't understand. just trying to give idiots like Kyle Rittenhouse, uh,
1: make them feel more manly. I just, like,
0: I I just don't understand. I just just do not understand. Conservatives owning themselves thinking they're owning everybody else. (laughs) I'm like, okay, cool, you're not going to ejaculate. I'll stay you I'll stay poor and bust and bust I know like, I please mean. <laughs> never do that
1: please never ejaculate ever please for the love of God stop procreating
0: yeah I just it's a it's like a weird trend that I it's like uh, did Joe Rogan talk about this Jordan Peterson I mean who knows like I don't know. this feels like what's-his-face who Jordan Peterson Ben, ben Shapiro uh, or him like God I just this feels like Matt Walsh this feels like something he would want to be into <laughs> dan summers but i just don't pee anymore i stand there and don't let it come out a boy, you show that who's yeah. showing who's boss yep anyway I, it's just a weird trend that i just what well, somebody posted in the pub there was like some like you're self-owning like what what do you do there was like a christian dude it was like a from like somebody posted it was like from somebody's instagram so like in the bottom picture, he's like hugging his wife or oh, whatever. In the top yeah. picture, there's like eight to ten just naked dudes standing there, arm oh, in arm. I saw that. What and his whole hell? thing was like that some weird shit about like men like
1: hanging out. They naked. release
0: the, the like in, like sex isn't a it's a release for them. It's not like it doesn't build them up, and so like building them up was standing there naked, like arm in arm, like the Spartans did or something. Like, What the fuck are you talking about? Jake, just come out of the closet, dude. It's fine. The Spartans are who we need to look up to. If you want to stand there with seven or eight naked dudes, whatever, man. Do your thing. I don't care. Here it is. But like, don't act like you're... Stop hiding what you really are. I just don't fucking understand. I I want to read this. What you really are This is One of the unfortunate conditions in life is that men are in most instances de-energized by sex, while women are frequently energized by it. Hmm. I don't think that's you. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works out. <laughs> uh, men have to be more careful around their frequency. I'm pretty sure we both sleep afterward, get, but men have to be go off more careful around their frequency of ejaculation whereas women do not.
2: What?
1: to you shoot your know. dick
0: off? Or, I mean like I just It's not like it's going to rocket out of your crotch. I don't understand. One other potent way for men to maintain their masculine polarity not a thing and power is to erotically bond naked with other males erotic without without ejaculating without ejaculating as the spartans did so they're just a bunch of fucking edge lords you're just a bunch of you're just a bunch of christian christian edgelords are you off
1: what does that even mean are they just touching this together this will
0: keep your prowess high and your male polarity strong which will make you more, which will make you more attracted to and attracted to very highly feminine women Is this like? It, it's it, it, honest honestly God. it, it What it, is the erotic it reads part like of a it? bad
1: skit? I like I, who the fuck thinks this way. It's it's lunacy. I just <laughs> want to know what the
0: erotic part of this means <laughs> Are well, they giving each other massages? Like I'm thinking it's everything and you just don't come I <laughs> uh, Boy <laughs> This dude's beard looks like he went to the went to a store and said give me a beard. I just don't get it dude like just Once again, you're gay. You have gay feelings. Okay, that's fine It's fine. Just be fucking honest about it. and stop acting like it's like this thing that like Turns you into like a sex god with women like just fucking stop it sure those guys are real experts on the Spartans or sex For that matter. (laughs) Yeah my just God. Don't. Does it count okay well never mind? I'm not <laughs> so, I'm not so, gonna encourage you. You're just gonna say it. Just say erotic. it. Erotic. So the whole thing's erotic without coming, right? So does it count as not coming when they immediately go to their cars and jerk off in their cars? No, you don't come. Like, you, at all. Like, you can't do anything. I, just, I do. I and just, here's the thing. Like, I like like do, do not understand. I, I don't get it. It doesn't
1: matter what their sexual orientation is. I don't fucking care. Whatever. I don't either. Like, but what, just what, be whatever. Honest. You want, but you have to know one person is there and is really fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> like, the odds that that Chip <laughs> showed up and it was like, Oh, I thought we were playing poker. And is there? Well, like, they are. Everyone's fucking naked,
0: <laughs> and doing erotic tips shit. T- touching tits. They're playing. Like po- they're playing <laughs> poker.
1: Mushroom stamping each other's ass. You're putting. St- <laughs> they're putting all their their twigs together and creating a bonfire. That's what they're doing. I like poor Chip, man. If that's poor not shit. if that's not
0: a sex movie to a gay orgy. I the no, bonfire. The bonfire. I just, God, it dude, is I just don't... I just do not... I, the whole conservative movement, I just don't... Get, I am so far removed well, from any of that but, way of but, thinking but, of conservatism. Like, but it what? wasn't even like this when we were kids. Like this, yeah, yeah, I, That's what I mean. Like, it's I can reached sort a of, whole new level. I can sort of understand a Reagan-style Republican, because that's what yeah. we grew up with. I get it. It's. Yeah. I think it's bullshit, but yeah. I still... I get it. Yeah. Like uh, What is happening now... I just like, I, I read shit and I'm just like, are, what the fuck is happening? I don't understand. Yeah. And it's not like Democrats are any better. Like they're Democrats fucking
1: are clueless and they're useless. Clueless. They're shit
0: for completely different reasons. Yeah. They're just completely and utterly useless. They are complete I 100% ineffective. Agree. But
1: maybe we need to have more bonfires.
0: As, but at least with something like, the if there was something like this happening on the left, they'd just be like, we're gay. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's, what that's my problem with it is like. It's I just I don't know, man. The whole thing is just so weird. Of like these fucking edge lords that like just bring yourself up to completion and like well, but, but just then don't, and all of a sudden you're gonna like be successful. No, dude, all you did was like deny yourself an orgasm. That's all you did. Mm-hmm. And why do that? Like who, who's gonna lay on their deathbed and go? I'm just really glad I didn't come as much as my name. Who did. are you trying nobody. to impress? Fucking nobody. <laughs> oh my God.
1: And and here's the thing: we all have beards here, but that guy's beard.
0: I say it looks like he went to a shop and said, "Give me a beard." Let me see. And it's like a cartoon beard. We
1: we have beards not to be hip or cool to hide no, our to hide our hideous 100%. faces. That's that's why I'll, I have I'll a beard. Find it,
0: I'll because I would still it. look like one, I would still look like I'm 18. Yeah, I had, had no I've
1: beard. had a beard since I was 18 years old. Yep. Like as, as soon serious, as I could, I could grow. Yeah. yeah look at
0: this. It looks like a fake fucking beard, man. <laughs> it looks like somebody took some yarn and rolled it up and just kind of glued it to his face. And you know, he's got like, never mind. Nope. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I just, do God what you damn, want with dude, your beard. I, it's fine. Oh All right, let's move on. I, I There's just I'm getting to the point oh, I don't even. I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm just old enough that I just don't understand fucking anything that's happening anymore. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, uh, the Democrats are like Christian Rock. Twenty years behind, yeah. Trend. Yes. I thought when they I read up that 40 I like, years of, they should have seen yeah, it forty years. They, ago. Why are
1: yeah. Democrats like Chris Rock? I don't get it. Hmm? I got it. I, I abbreviated Christian. Uh, what I thought I, when I read the comment, I read Chris Rock, not Christian Rock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here.
4: You're listening to, like, on oh, the bright side. this should be a
1: short segment. <laughs> Mr. Brightside himself, Matt Polly. No, I don't. Don't ask <laughs> I me. Mean, I don't nice. have
0: one. I mean, I don't have much either, man. Like, I... I've got work. fucking eats it. I- I'll say this. Mother's Day was nice. Work's sucks. <laughs> because mine was in Florida. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, no, I...
0: Like it was just a nice I made made a nice dinner for Mandy. We had a great day. Like she got to relax. She got to uh like we worked in the yard some, especially over like most of the weekend. It was kinda nice. So I got some stuff done and she had a I think she had a good day. But it was fun. We had a nice time as a family. So It's so funny. So uh dan just wrote what my
1: price michael's bright side better be the new star wars book coming out before obi-wan show or else our friendship is over <laughs> it's exactly what i wrote down i wrote i wrote uh on because i have it on my notes new star wars brotherhood book is out now and i listened to the first three chapters phenomenal uh today so it's uh obi-wan and anakin after Attack of the Clones before the Clone Wars just in that little stand there so <laughs> it's boy they're getting specific well I mean holy shit you uh, they have to because there's so much con I mean Clone Wars is you know
0: seven seasons Do you think show. everything's being written now with the intention of being put into like film
1: no not necessarily I, I th- it, there's a lot of crossover so uh, I haven't gotten very far but they just mentioned uh, a red-headed Padawan um, which is I assume Cal Castus from the from the, the video game. So like, oh yeah, the, Cal. The, yeah, so they are of the Mars cows. No, Cal Castus, <laughs> um, the so, Mars
0: Castuses, the Tatooine Castuses. So they're
1: integrating everything into it. So I don't, I don't think so. I, I mean, High, the High Republic it's going to be a a, a a novel thing. They are going to finish it with a TV show, but it's at the the TV
0: show is taking place at the
1: end of the the novelization
0: okay so. all right I was just curious I've read any of it I just was wondering like this seems like like are, are the books and stuff independent of Disney no it's it's all so there so that's what I'm wondering so like film, if people are being like if people are being directed to like hey write something for this with the intent that it's for sure so
1: gonna, well I don't think I don't <clears throat> think necessarily so I think they released an Obi-Wan Kenobi book in a different era than the Obi Wan Kenobi series came out, because they know that Obi Wan's going to be popular. People are going to want to fight, find out whatever else they can they wait. can about that that specific character. So. Uh, it's smart. I mean, they did that with The Force Awakens. They released a book before that that okay. tied into it. So okay. it, it's separate, it's own story. But sometimes it crosses over into different things. Into but it's it. okay. more of like a wink sense. and a nod than okay. it is like this book is going to get made into a movie. Gotcha. So it's it's just another way to cross promote. That makes sense. And, and it pays off. Dave Filoni and and John Favreau are paying off people that are invested all in on all like the stuff. so Favreau a so, lot. Yep. So it's, it, they the story group at Lucasfilm is phenomenal. And they have a group that's just de- dedicated to the story of Star Wars and they oversee every aspect of it. So wow. it all works together. It's, that's I crazy. mean, there's a, that's somebody's job just to make sure that they don't have conflicting stories throughout all the different things that are now canon.
0: Jesus. So. Boy, that, that was a deep dive. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, I mean, what do you expect? No, I mean, I just yeah. yeah I mean, kind of wound him up and let him yeah. go. Yeah. I was genuinely
1: genuinely curious yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. All right. So cool. Yeah. Um, so Brotherhood, it's it's phenomenal so far. So far, the first three chapters have taken, uh, each one takes from a point of view of a different character in the story. So. But they've also got like Padme's in there as well. It's right after they got married, and uh, oh, so this isn't where this it? isn't yeah. where they. Is there any like
0: <laughs> Anakin and
1: Padme sex? I don't think it's. I haven't gotten there <laughs> little, yet. I hope little
0: so. Little saber to saber action. I hope so. Saber to butthole action. <clears throat> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. What what are we doing?
1: Anybody else have any maybe bright sights?
0: Maybe he's into pegging. I don't know.
1: Um, I mean, who uh, isn't?
0: Let's go to. <laughs> Let's do a music segment. Here we the go. The doctor pegged me that a couple weeks ago. There was a got an aeroginous zone That's up there. A, yeah. <laughs> it's called Milking the Prostate. For Mother's Day.
3: If you like Icelandic falsetto <laughs> If you think Nick Cave's the bomb Oh Goddamn. you like Oh god! crank Marvin Gaye Oh, when
0: you bang the Thanks nice for playing more, this one In Florida <laughs> if we a show It's not just a terrible person <laughs> Which one, music him or Patrick? Time, <laughs> well <laughs> music time, <laughs> Yes Music time Music
3: time Music time Music time Music time Hey, Music time <laughs> <laughs>
0: It was the longest countdown. In yeah, history. it was
1: a count of eight. I don't know why. We usually get four. That. <laughs> uh, what do you got? What's your What's your jams?
0: Uh, Daniel Rosen, Rawson? Rawson. Rawson from uh, the band Grizzly Bear. Oh, this album's fucking good. Uh, the album's called "You Belong There," and I will just go with the opener. It's a passage. If you like Grizzly Bear, it you're gonna like this album. Yeah. Am I muted? <laughs>
1: No. There we go. Just good old apple. Turn your computer up a little bit.
0: That's got to be a weird tuning, right? I didn't think this one through this album you almost can't play an individual song like this is this just an instrumental no I can't remember it's been a minute (laughs) it's good anyway
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna play a long song too sure you're fine
0: (laughs) it's probably a fucking instrumental I don't remember
1: <laughs> I feel like I'm in a desert.
0: <laughs> Alright, fuck just whatever.
1: Here's some vocals right there.
0: It's fucking good. I don't give a shit. I don't care if there's any words or not. I love this album. He sings at some point on this fucking album. Go so. listen to a grizzly yeah. bear album. <laughs> Sounds like grizzly bear.
1: Can I get you done? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: are they? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Inigato De Vita, like oh. Of okay, all the anyway. nights where you didn't need something like that. <laughs> anyway, it's, yeah, go ahead and... <laughs>
1: Loca. Oh, I had I was I was moving Brad's
0: thing up Jesus. instead of yours. God damn. All right. Uh, I'm playing. Uh, this song's fucking everywhere right now. It's Lizzo. If you're on TikTok, oh, yeah. Lizzo's the best, dude. This song fucking rules. <laughs> yeah, it's from. Her, I saw her on. Uh, it's from Night her Live. upcoming album special. This is about damn time. It's just fun. So fun. Yep Lizzo
1: It's just great I am shocked that you are the one to play Lizzo I on this love I love mean. this song
3: It's bad bitch o'clock Yeah it's thick 30 I've been through a lot But I'm still flirty Is everybody back up in the building It's been a minute Tell me how you're feeling Cause I'm about to get into my feelings How you feeling How you feel right now
0: That fucking baseline. God
3: I'm waiting to finally be distressed, Bitch, I might be better.
2: Turn up the music.
0: Turn down the lights. <laughs> She's the best. So good. You gotta wait till you guess in the chorus. <laughs> the chorus is the part right here everybody's on TikTok. It's a very 70s okay, funk
2: vibe Do okay, okay, right.
3: about the in a minute i'm gonna need a sentimental man or woman to pump me up do the dance Feeling michael fussy, in no. My no. <laughs> to bring out wait too much i'm need like two shots in my cup wanna get up wanna get She's
0: down. so fun mm,
3: that's how i feel right now
0: oh, all right so yeah that that's... He's just a blast. Yeah, solid. I really, really aspire to her I don't give a shit <laughs> approach to life. So one
1: of these days, yeah, maybe. She could not give a fuck <laughs> nope. about what you
0: think about her. Nope. It's great.
1: Um, this is a song I found on TikTok. Uh, the band is Magnolia Park. Um, it's good. Um, <laughs> I want to make it... T-
0: that was really convincing. Yeah. I mean
1: no, it is good. Like I, I I was trying to think of something I could say about it. I mean, it's just uh the 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 pop punk that's coming out right now uh is diverse. It's like a rever- revival almost. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm just here for it. Um, you know, we're hearing from more women, more people of color in that community and it's just needed and it's it's so fucking good. So, uh this is 10 for 10 Magnolia Park. Uh, and I apologize we got to get to the second verse because that's that's the good shit. Um so, here we go. Hang tight. Lost
3: another perfect day. I know I never same. This mental poison in my veins Feels like I'm insane Where did everything go wrong? Can we put my life on pause? Maserat, so sad
1: Second verse, right here. Another, day,
2: another breakdown. My, yeah. break got I'm not okay. my car is out. Can't just work out? I lost the person I used to be. I'm a walking Got me on my body. Just fucking kill me. <laughs> <go>? <laughs> <It's
1: a laughs> ten for ten, Magnolia Park. Check it out. There's so TikToks I don't even are great a too. theme in your, in your just songs on you coming. Yeah. Angsty. A, there's a. T- <laughs> it's punk rock season. Man, it's getting warm. Windows down. Is that season S Z N? Uh, no. no. <laughs> yes it is. It, it's just w- this is this is hitting my <laughs> steering wheel with my windows <laughs> rolled down. Music time. So <laughs> Matt, you got a number two?
0: A douche. Um, with words. <laughs> Rolling Blackout's Coastal Fever.
1: But I'm just going to focus on the interpretive Um, dancing.
0: The album is Endless Rooms. Oh, this is the one you sent me. It's pretty good. uh, Tidal River is the song we're going to play. Can't think of what this album reminded me of. Right on the tip of my
3: tongue. Damn it. yeah, I, I anyway,
0: yeah, it's good. I listened to a little bit of that yesterday. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new album from Arcade Fire. We. I've That's heard good album. things. Yeah, man. Like, Arcade Fire is a weird band for me. Like, their stuff's kind of hit or miss. I loved the album The Suburbs years ago. Like it hit me just right because I had moved to the suburbs of Chicago to start a church and that obviously didn't go well. So it was kind of an interesting album for me that year. Um but this one, like I listened to it the first time and I was like, yeah, it's fine. And then I listened to it again today and it kind of hit harder. Like it was I paid more attention to it or whatever. Nice. Um but this song is called Unconditional One. <laughs>
3: Look out kid trust your heart you don't have to play the part they wrote for you just be true there are things you could do that no one else on earth could ever do but i can't teach you i can't teach it to you look out kid trust your mind but you can't trust it every time you know it plays tricks on you and you don't give a damn if you're happy or you're sad But if you've lost it, don't feel bad Cause it's alright to be sad
0: The lyrics are so fucking good <laughs> This part? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> yeah, it's great timing <laughs> Yep yeah. Maybe. It's a good fucking song. All right, perfect. fine. No <laughs> Let me
3: say it again. No
0: All right. Um, That's just a really good song. That's a song I could have used when I was like a teenager. So. I'm going to do a cover song.
1: You're going to know what it is eventually. Still, or, I was or, listening in, to
0: DC talk. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're going to know this song immediately. Uh, the artist is Girlhouse. I'm not even going to tell you the title. Girlhouse. Check him out.
0: <laughs> Why are you not going to tell us the title? Kids, you're going to
2: know.
3: December and there's oh. reason to believe Fuck. maybe this year will be it's a, it's
0: than than a great fucking past. song I love it the, the county crows
3: I can't remember the last thing that you said is you were leaving now the days go by so fast
0: ooh I like
3: this and it's one more day up in the canyon and it's one more night in Hollywood If you think that I could be forgiven? The smell of
1: hospital. Oh, it's so close. That's really good. That we gotta get to the next part. Lot of oysters, but
3: no pearls. All at once, you look across a crowded room to see the way the light attaches to a girl. One more day up in the canyons And it's one more night in Hollywood
0: I should have timed this one a little better That's a good fucking Dude, I like this one's A lot
3: I think you should
2: Nice Yeah
0: Man, that's good. Yep, Girl House, Long December. Check them out. Yeah, I dig that. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Yeah, that's, that's up there with the original. That's
1: good stuff. Yeah. All right, uh, this concludes Music Time. Adios, mother truckers. Don't you want
3: to be, want to be a fat pastor? I want to be, want to be a fat pastor. We all want to be, want to be a fat pastor. We all want to be, want to be a fat pastor. Fat. fat.
1: My niece Emily. Still, we still have
0: plenty of things in the box. I'm currently housing a spicy chicken strip from a. How sergeant, is it? How is the sergeant? Spicy? Dude, it's fucking fantastic. That it's price, perfect. From it's it's Sergeant Peppers in Martinsville, dude. Yeah. It is. What are we She's our
1: Oba lemon strips. So I have no idea what to expect out of this. Probably
0: sour. Boy, what the fuck is this? Hmm. Hmm. That's that's really damn good. Is it salty? There's sugar and salt. I bet you anything that's just like lemon peel covered in it says plum lemon plum sugar salt. Huh, dude. That's that's really goddamn good. Yeah, holy shit! I like the second half better than the first half. The first half was kind of weird. Man, let me have another. Oh one. my god, those are ridiculous.
1: This is a the next one is a Lee High Lee Hinge Hing uh, Strawberry Belt. Lee Hing is a sweet, mm. and sour, salty taste. They're very popular
0: here. I'm not sure I've ever had anything like that. Linen Strawberry strip. Belt. Oh. I mean, this is going to be good, right? looks like a strawberry limit, like fruit roll up with salt. Okay. I fucking love that. That's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I love that. Yeah, that's, oh my God. We're splitting that up, right? Man. Wow. <clears throat> Chewy. Holy shit. That's great. That reminds me of the Sour Skittles it's a little bit but it's not as sour i don't know that's weird like what's interesting so
1: number one ingredient obviously sugar and then wheat flour invert sugar corn syrup palm fat I got <laughs> it salt the fuck is
0: palm fat
1: uh, it also has aspartame <laughs> in there like it wasn't fucking sweet enough
0: <laughs> let's put some cancer sugar in it yeah it's really good <clears throat> yeah that's great Man, like, I wasn't sure at first when I first started chewing it, but then it, like, that's really nice. The
1: salty and sweet on a fruit is really interesting. It's very, very good. Yeah, That's not something that we typically do. Mm -mm. I'm trying to think of something out, like, maybe,
0: like, pie has a little bit of salt in it. The crust, maybe. Mm. It's good.
1: All right, let's go. Uh, Do we have any other segments we want to?
0: No, those are delicious.
1: All right, newsfeed.
3: Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your biz. We're headed into
1: the news feed. Yeah. And nobody said the sound's not working. <laughs> so proud of you
0: guys. <laughs> the one of you that's watching really, live. They're really growing. <clears throat> uh, from uh, KXAN News, and I'm assuming Austin. Uh, Texas burglar cuts victim's grass before fleeing with lawnmower.
1: <laughs> well, that's considerate.
0: <laughs> Port Arthur, Texas. At least someone got their lawn mowed during an April one burglary in Port Arthur, Texas. Give me, give me more of those gummies. The, the PAPD uh, posted about the bizarre incident Thursday on its Facebook page, said it was looking for the suspect identified as Marcus Hubbard. <laughs>
1: Mother's son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mother's son.
0: <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that a lot, actually uh said hubbard went into the person's yard took the lawnmower out of the hmm. building without the owner's permission instead of immediately leaving the yard he apparently wanted to make sure the mower was in good working condition he mowed the front and backyards of the home test driving as it. seen on surveillance footage and then he left while dragging the mower behind him how did they not hear this happening it must have not been home i mean i, <laughs> I no Mowers are not quiet he eventually abandoned the lawnmower in nearby alley and escaped police <laughs> they should have. So they were. Arrest. They did
1: wake. They did wake him up. They caught him and called police.
0: I, wow. They probably waited till he was after he was done cutting the grass. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Let's just see where this goes. You know. Yeah. know I mean? Anyway, let uh, me then, know when you uh, wrap this up. Then I'm going to call the police. Uh, alligator breaks into Florida man's Florida family's garage uh, and starts chugging diet cokes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No. Oh, boy. <laughs> Florida man, Florida man. God, what is with wrong with Florida that Florida fucking state? Uh, no it's, run by, it's
0: run by a, a literal neo-Nazi. I mean, here comes Florida man. <laughs> I mean, it's just fucking. nuts It's in the control dude. of fascists. I mean, so
1: he's chugging. What is? He, what was he chugging?
0: Uh, an unwanted reptile guest helped itself to one of Florida family's uh, stash of drinks after busting into a garage last week um karen and jamie dobson um James is. <laughs> <Nope>. uh <laughs> we're at their call your county home call county and that we're uh <laughs> it's ray finkel's ray from <laughs> wow talk about a terrible movie
1: does not hold up it's fine no it's bad no it is, no well it is, oh, well okay it's those... very <laughs> it's very pretty very very very
0: bad okay i got you um <laughs> As they explained to WSVN News, they heard a loud crash. It was so loud, in fact, that they initially assumed it must have been a car crash. The crash was so big, like wicked. Karen told the outlet, "That's the best." Like one. wicked bad. It was wicked, wicked awful. When that, what they found after checking the garage was something the Chicago natives were far from accustomed to. I opened the garage door about a quarter way, peeked my head in, and there's the alligator. Very quickly closed the door and I said, "Karen, we have an alligator in our garage." Something that coming from the Midwest, we really haven't experienced before. Uh, the eight foot long eight foot long animal was quick to notice it had been spotted. That will fuck you up as it reportedly began to back away from the couple and flash its teeth. Uh, the Dobsons called a local wrangler known as Ray the Trapper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I think of when I think of that. I think of uh, what's the guy in uh, Saving Silverman? Oh yeah, Holmes character. Yeah, I can't think of them. I can't think of his name. That's a great movie, mm-hmm. man. Ray the,
1: Ray the trapper.
0: <laughs> even though it was now out of their hair, however the alligator was still making life difficult for the couple, As it had gotten into a box of Diet Coke and made a mess in the garage. The Couple said they were preparing for an upcoming party and had drinks banked up for the occasion. He ruined the gator ruined the fucking party. Mhm. Yeah, anyway. I dude, I, I don't understand. I, I, why anybody wants to live there like because like like fucking boas and pythons are taking over the whole fucking state yeah. like mm-hmm. like they're fighting out with the gators who's gonna be the top of the food chain right now mm-hmm. like who the fuck wants to live it's like I had a friend that same with Arizona why why do people live there nobody was ever supposed to live in Arizona mm-hmm. ever <clears throat>
2: no well,
0: yeah. I had a friend that was lived there a few years ago her husband was in the he's in the military and they lived out there, and like she would like post stuff on Facebook. Like, well, I had a rattlesnake under my car today, or yeah, yeah. found a couple scorpions in the house. Like, nope. why the fuck are you living there? Yeah, you don't have to live there. Yeah, you can leave. You're free to go. Yeah, like I Get just the fuck out of here. God. <clears throat> oh, anyway, yeah. Brad, what do you got? Oh, uh, let's see. Penis costume wearing bride to be. Okay, here's... The, okay, somebody's got to explain this. This is from the Daily Star, which is in the UK. I'm sure it's a reputable uh, news source. Mm. Bride-to-be dressed as inflatable penis on hindo has costume stabbed by attacker. What the fuck is a hindo?
3: <laughs> what's
0: the old joke about three pounds? <laughs> what? 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 the fuck? What? what something about doing? what's a weigh or something like that. <laughs> i don't what? even know <laughs> i may have I may have completely made that one up. i think you might have yeah i i somebody from england fucking describe or look it up somebody look it up what's a hendo hen dash dough Hen-dough. i'm wondering if it's like a bachelorette party like a like a buck and dough yeah kind of like a buck and dough Celebration held for a woman who is about to get married. There you go. Attended yeah, it's a, only it's a, by women. It's a bachelorette party. Okay, okay. fine. Okay, so bride to be was attacked on her hendo by a crazed attacker who repeatedly stabbed the woman's inflatable penis costume with a sharp implement. Laura oh. Inglis was celebrating her engagement with friends in East Re- Ref something Scotland ahead of her marriage to Jill Hutchinson when she was attacked by the assailant. Ronald McKinnon, 27, struck Laura, a former striker with Bishopton and Ladies soccer Mm -hmm. team in Scotland, uh, while she celebrated her engagement. With the 23-year-old, repeatedly stabbed in her stabbed in her pink inflatable penis outfit. I mean, did she? I will pack your sweet pink Pink mouths with so much ice cream. You'll (laughs) be the very Jerry and Jane on the block. (laughs) That's a pretty. That's kind of a breast development deep cut. So, I mean, was she injured or did they just stabbed a shaken costume? Laura is said to have called police and reported the incident with McKinnon from Eaglesham, landing himself in the dock at Paisley Sheriff Court. That doesn't even sound real. That's not even real. This is like from a television show. Nothing is called was that. Was that a sentence. What the fuck? Paisley Sheriff Court. <laughs> You're going to Sheriff Court. It's it's like, a, it sounds like a it's terrible like off of <laughs> night court of like Judge Judy. Or yeah, something. I could watch some night court right now. I fucking love that show. We watched that. That was oh, a yeah. good memory of growing yeah. up. Yeah. Maybe I'll talk about that in therapy tomorrow. <laughs> the, the 27 I'm trying to look. Cosby show family ties Shears. <laughs> no, and night court. Scandal noted. Well, yeah, but I mean that was the lineup. God, I, never mind. Was that, I'm not going to talk night? about? Not I'm right? not going to talk about Bill Cosby. I had a thought, but never mind. Uh the 27-year-old, 27-year-old was charged with possessing a knife in public and culpable and reckless conduct by stabbing Laura's costume. Yeah. I I don't understand why it's not just here. People are going nuts, man. Dude, I it's mean everywhere. for real, it's like, fucking everywhere. Canada, like I was literally like, man, stability like, is gone. Man and I've been looking into like where the fuck are we going to go when fascism finally comes because it's coming to America. And what like, Canada's no, not in the new America coming. It's not allowed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's right. Uh but like Canada's not a whole lot better at this point. Like they're having their own far right bullshit right happening right now. So I, I don't know. Uh, and then uh, dolphins, two do- two male dolphins were seen uh, playing, playing with hundreds of their brother. brother.
1: Lundr- Lundgren Lundgren's brother. Dolphin Lundgren yeah.
0: Dolphin Lundgren yeah I swear to God I will eat that's my shoe name. I will eat my shoe if there is not a, a zoo dolphin out there somewhere named Dolphin Lundgren that's his formal name <laughs> that's his formal name <laughs> you think it's abbreviated to it's Dolph? like Elon Musk full yeah. name is elongated muskrat <laughs> 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 two, <laughs> two male Dolphin Lundgren's we're seen playing with an anaconda which which don't want none unless she got buns. You can do side bends or sips. That was just on the radio. Mm-hmm. We would listen to that on the way to Red Lobster or Chi Chi's mm-hmm. after church mm-hmm. in the car. Like I could get some red lobster right now. <laughs> I'd smash some crab legs <laughs> with some shrimp skin. Hey, call I'll Patrick get... Gott and see if we'll bring some shit to us. Hey Patrick <laughs> Can you dude if he's delivering I could take some spicy, more spicy tenders or a crunch supreme or something? Oh shit. Uh, anyway, they were playing with an anaconda while sexually aroused Same. in a mind. <laughs> in a perplexing encounter captured by researchers. Uh two Bolivian river dolphins were seen swimming around and playing in the There's river dolphins? Tiamuchi River in Bolivia. The yeah, unusual they're, they're part pink. they're pink, aren't they? I think no, pink. that's cool. They were, they are like the underbelly part mm-hmm. of them is a little bit pink. I want a river dolphin from from the, from all the Indian what, what do they call it when they smack their belly? I want burn? No, that's when you do the arm. Yeah, let's like, not call it that. When think you think Pink buddy. belly. I guess it's just called pink belly. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? You what mean. is pink belly? I th- when you talk about the Dolphins having pink balls, don't you remember when somebody grabbing you? They pull your shirt and smack you real hard on the stomach. You know you what I missed that game. Yeah, Fuck me. Was that another? Was that another Bible college? Homo erotic encounter?
1: No, it was more like uh, yeah.
0: If what people would be amazed if you never if you didn't go to Christian college. The, latent, the latent, homoeroticism in a male dorm, oh my God. in a Christian college oh is God. off that Kinsey would bust a fucking nut yeah. <laughs> just to observe it. Kenzie, nut, nut. That repressed Kinsey yeah. nut, yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, these two, they were like, uh, they were fucking jerking off to an anaconda. I don't know if playing they were, with it, like, like were you trying to eat it? Or? They had boners, like they. Literally had bone, they had little dolphin boners. It's called a murder boner. It's called, yep. Murder they were literally founder. just playing with it. Like, they, because they, they said it, they thought, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to talk about it anyway. Um, yeah, he, he was like, the the anaconda was in their mouths. I, I mean, this is fucking weird, Derek. You're fucking weird, Derry. I need a super uh, cut of this discussion. Researchers captured the rare encounter. Uh, in photos and described it in a paper published last month in the journal Ecology. The anaconda was in their mouth. They spotted a group of dolphins immediately upon arriving to the site and began taking photos. Only when they reviewed their first images, they realized they were carrying the snake. But they weren't trying to eat it because the encounter lasted at least seven minutes. (laughs) That's pretty good. Was it, were the dolphins sting? They're fucking sting one of them. <laughs> yeah, you that know, they were right wing edgelords. Yeah. <laughs> right wing dolphin edge lords. Orgasm. Uh, <laughs> I will be a billionaire from this. Uh at one point they observed the I adult if those males. guys are
1: having nocturnal
0: dreams because they're they've gotta be. So upon reviewing the photos, to. they noticed that they had the anaconda in their mouths sometime. and they were swimming in unison and they, they wrecked fucking boners. So long and thanks for all the snakes. <laughs> I yeah so nobody really has any idea why apparently they were just <clears throat> hey it's just the big the, snakes make me honey. let
1: them do what they want to do don't question the dolphin me- the the this the, the what is the river dolphin that's they, Oh,
0: that's in the that's in the, the thing this is what they conclude it's, it's just a
1: kinky the, thing mega
0: snakes make me hony that's all this <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anaconda don't want none unless uh, you got.
0: All right. But Michael, what do you think? That's a, magi- a pretty magnificent story, honestly. <laughs> it's pretty good. Like the just unintentional innuendo that's just unavoidable. <laughs> like they both had the anaconda in their mouth. Yeah, I think I've seen that one. <laughs>
1: this just in from iflscience.com. <laughs> Women are happier being single, report finds. It's <laughs> a shocker. Yeah.
0: IFL science is bullshit mostly. Well, <laughs> well I mean, this seems pretty, pretty, sure. pretty. I'm pretty f- sure. well, firmly factual. I'm pretty sure the data checks out on yeah. this one though.
1: Yeah. Uh, yep. Mm. Um, all right. This is uh, okay, so sad and useless.com One of my favorite websites. This is funny Spotify playlists. So, Sad and useless
0: is my nickname in high school. It's my yeah. fucking nickname now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Christ,
1: <laughs> useless. <laughs> um, okay, so this is a this is the um, the Spotify playlist. It's called "How to Buy Shampoo from Target." Here are the song titles. First song: "You Smell Like Poo." Second: "Get in the Car." <clears throat> Number three: "Drive" by Incubus. Four: uh, "Find the Target." By Lauren Balf. Of the Mars Balfe. Five. Park the car. <laughs> Six. Step out. Seven. Enter the target. That's,
2: what the and, fuck are you talking about? I have th- th- these no are idea the titles of
1: the songs. So they made a
0: playlist for each for action each they word. take to yeah. get to target.
1: And then it goes: uh, enter the target, run to aisle thirteen, look for shampoo bottles, pick one. Check out
0: how much fucking time would you have had to put into this?
1: Uh, go outside, get in the car, drive home, <laughs> shower. You smell good. Please
0: tell me, get out of my dreams, get into my car was one of the songs.
1: <laughs> this is a uh, this is another playlist. It's called a microwave. First song. Mm-hmm. Second song. Mm-hmm. Next song. Mm-hmm. Third song. Mm-hmm. all the songs are mm, jesus christ and then it goes to uh beep by the pussycat dolls (laughs) beep beep by the playmates and beep by flip turn that's
2: that's
1: (laughs) honestly i I mean if you got the time i I guess guess. i guess (laughs) another one is eight deadly sins and it's got you know a song for each of the deadly sins Pride. Wait, I thought there were only seven deadly sins. Well, they, it's here, 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 here it is. All right, it's old off. Frankie. Pride, a new one greed, <laughs> lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, sloth. Ampersand. Kanye West.
0: <laughs> Kanye West is one of the. It's <laughs> the name of the songs. It's
1: <laughs> a so Kanye West by Atmosphere. Um, <laughs> this is another one. It's called Owen Wilson walking through an army. See, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> all the songs are wow, 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 <laughs> wow, wow. It's really
0: good. How to uh. order a pizza?
1: First song, "Hello" by Adele. <laughs> pizza place. I'd like to order. I'd like one pizza, please. Give me your weakest delivery boy. <laughs> <laughs> I won't settle for less. I've got a score to settle.
0: That's really funny. There's, there's math ones. Oh, that's really good, actually, the math one. Yeah. 505 by the Arctic Monkeys, plus by Peachtree Rascals, 747 by Kent, equals by Mute Math, 1252 by Good Tiger. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. That's some yeah. Logan Possum shit. Yeah. That's yeah. the kind of shit
1: he would do. How to, how to mark, make a <laughs> turn in a car. Turn the wheel to the right. Hand over hand. Hand over hand. Now
0: release the wheel. Let it slide through your hands. Point of view. I'm on the same thing. You're walking through Ohio. First song, this place sucks.
1: Second song, there's nothing to do. Third song, well, would you look at that? (laughs) Next, <laughs> The fourth song, A Well-Dressed Pack of Dogs in
0: Ohio.
1: <laughs> Next song, That's Nice. Final song, This Place is Nice. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's some um, good stuff right there, actually. Yeah. Magnets, How Do They Work, Opposites Attract, Boom, Science, Bitch.
0: <laughs> All right, what else do you have,
1: Michael? Uh, okay, there's, there's plenty. Boy, there's there. a ton of Yes. Them. <laughs> people are interesting Uh, mysterious earthquake in New Hampshire was triggered by a gender reveal party
0: did not we do this story last week no it's probably a new one it's an
1: it is a new one all the fucking time somebody wrote stop someone blew up a gravel pit of tannerite for a goddamn gender gender reveal and now my tap water is brown have a picture of it saying I was I wish I was joking. I
0: would sue them into non-existence Mm -hmm. yep I mean, what else do you, have? what can you do? I mean, nothing. just fuck off, man. Nobody cares. So here's another one.
1: I just watched a gender reveal video on Facebook where a, a guy puts a watermelon full of blue jello in a live alligator's mouth. And then after the reveal, the man has to wrestle the alligator to stop it from attacking his family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All for the Graham. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Like what are you doing? Just fucking quit. Nobody cares.
1: Uh, Dolly Parton is to star in a musical about the return of Taco Bell's Mexican pizza. That can't be right.
0: (laughs) What the fuck?
1: Dolly Parton is still working, working, working. The 9 to 5 singer and cultural icon is teaming a, up with Taco good, Bell dude, this for a be new parody. musical. What's the about website? The, this is, uh, well, th- they're quoting it's from CNN, but it's WLOX. But it's for, it's WLOX. Ta- uh, I don't know what that means. But it, they're saying it's CNN. They're it's probably for in the, commercials. Big in the bagel
0: community. It's
1: probably for commercials. Thank so, you.
0: bakewood Locks joke. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I'd be here for that, but by God, here I am.
1: Uh, um, I feel like I've got more here somewhere. Oh, this is uh, from uh, 420. It's a little bit late, but um, <laughs> pretty late. <laughs> It's almost, 500 it's almost 520. Michael. I know. Uh, 500 pounds of weed spilled out on the highway. So there was a the accident, and,
0: and then there was more accidents of people jumping and leaping out of their cars to yep. get to it. Get it? That's There's a shot Lot, shit. They spill ton of lots weed. of weed on the highway. Yep. <laughs> you get it? I, I do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do we talk about the Virginia tattoo uh, shop that will give you a mayonnaise themed tattoo for free? <laughs> No. It's got to be a mayonnaise theme. So there's one that says tomato and Dukes. It looks pretty nice. And another one with Dukes and they're using the Dukes jar.
0: Please tell they have one that says crusty <laughs> a, jar of Dukes. That's just a picture of Biden. Using Dukes as a vase. Boy, he is looking rough. Jeez. You, can saw we, the, you saw what the presidency did to a can, healthy Obama. Can we stop electing 80 year old men to fucking, like, fucking hell? No Neither him or Trump can co- can string together a coherent sentence. Neither give, one of them. I give him half the benefit of doubt because he does have a speech impediment, <laughs> and I know that I know that affects it because he has to stop and think. Did you sometimes. see what he said to the Pope? No, I, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I care. Can't even oh You've got to look it up. It was like, are you kidding me? What the? fuck? Anyway, we. <laughs> I'm looking up Joe Biden to the Pope. <laughs> Can we just move? Dude, I just want to go to bed. Can we just move on here to Foofy? Hold on. Now we got to know. Um, he says,
1: the Pope is everything I learned about Catholicism. <laughs> right, yeah. You guys hear about this new uh, famous actress named Amber Turd?
0: Oh, no. Is this the Amber Heard thing? <laughs>
1: They changed Can somebody. We not? Somebody changed her name on uh IMDb to Amber
2: <laughs> Dude,
1: that <laughs> I don't know anything about this case, but I know people care about it. Do you have any hot takes? I don't
0: care about it in the least at all. But like, it's just it look like she sniffed cocaine the other day out of dude. A Kleenex. It sure as shit looked like she sniffed cocaine on the witness stand. Yeah, from a Kleenex. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I, I don't know what else she would have been doing. Like, I. I've seen
1: that that video I didn't realize yes. that they were saying she was and doing. then, like they I well, saw kind of went well
0: and like then that. I saw video yeah and then I saw videos later of like they showed her like later and like they were saying like here's as she's kind of climbing the mountain and then they were like testimony you could tell when she was like bottoming out it was like it was fucking scary I was like god dude get these fucking people some help yeah they Jesus. are fucked man like even Johnny Depp he's fucked up too yeah. god the whole thing, they're just nuts. Yeah, we should not know about this. <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly right. That should be going on behind Privately. closed doors. Yeah, yep, absolutely.
1: But alas, here we are in this world weird fucking world. All right. Well, I think that about does it, guys. We're going to talk to Brandon here Kwiatkowski. They had to have a boy. said It's Brandon. You said oh, my thing. God. I did it. <laughs> I even so so for those of you who know I'm about to make a joke saying I should have screwed up his first name totally unintentional god damn it Brendan Kwiatkowski I'm
0: just a ghost of my former self (laughs) what are we doing
1: anyway check it out Uh, and then we're gonna play you didn't even say
0: anything about his album you you, right there you didn't say anything he's got an album that's we're gonna talk about it with tell the name of the album introduce it then what is this? What, are you, what is this? Your first podcast, Michael?
1: <laughs> it is. Uh, the the album is called remasculate Boy.
0: We're just getting closer. To that singular. it's on it's Spotify. Very, very, it's on. It's on Apple. It's on, everything, it's on
1: yeah. freaking everything. Listen to it. Uh, we're gonna ask questions about each song on the on the album. Uh, Twenty nine minute. Twenty nine minutes. So go listen to it. Enjoy it. Have fun. Uh, this is our conversation with Brandon. Brandon. God damn it. <laughs> Nope, wrong one.
3: Did
2: uh, <laughs> <the>,
0: uh, <laughs> uh, that the, uh, beer the, uh, land or something? The, uh, I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We're live. <laughs> All right. Brendan Kuyakovsky. That did I do it right?
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> I love you just like yeah. He was gonna say yeah, regardless of what he said. Yeah. Brendan. <laughs> um <laughs> I was a good, I was like, Brandon, I, that's what I should have messed up. I should have messed up your first name instead of your last.
0: How name. often growing up did you get Brandon?
5: Um, I had like one of my best friends was named Brandon. Oh. So we growing up. And so I feel like that actually helped
0: people like know clearly. That makes sense. Yeah. Know. That makes sense. Thanks for coming back on the podcast.
1: So I don't remember what episode number it was, uh, yeah, I but it's either. been it's, a while. It's been
0: a lot longer than we probably think it has been. Yeah, so uh, years. God are you see has it been 4 Shit. years no way
5: Yeah I'm in my 4th year PhD and I was interviewed by you before I started my PhD Wow <laughs>
0: I don't Boy time time is coming for us all boys Time is a cruel mistress <laughs> My
5: god
1: I was like t- today I was like it's the 5th month of this year how <laughs> How are we five months into this? Oh my gosh. Um, so last time we had you on, uh, we spoke about your your work regarding uh, redefining masculinity at uh, remasculate.org. Uh, recently you released an album called Remasculine. Um, before we get into the album, how about just a, a life update? How how, how are you? <laughs> uh, how's school going? Uh, are you still teaching? What's going on in your world?
5: Uh. Yeah, brief summary of the last four years. Um start my PhD and like most things in my life, what started as a simple, clearly defined <laughs> research question, I just wanted to talk to the boy teenage boys who are the m- most emotionally expressive. That snowballed into now let's also talk to the boys who are the least emotionally expressive and let's add a couple quantitative scales and Instead of talking to 20, let's talk to 170 boys. So burnt myself out to a certain degree. Um, my wife, I had one daughter before that. My wife had twins during the PhD. Wow. Um, and that caught up to me this past year um, <laughs> in bad. a very important and crucial way. There's a saying in... In I don't know if it's just psychological, sociological research, but there's a saying, I'm not sure if you're familiar, that all research is me-search. And mm. I think that my research area about men and emotionality definitely brings true for me. And it's something, like, it's such a gift and a struggle that having twins jarred me enough from my tendency to get caught up in a rat race of academia, publications, sure. that, like, I could do that. But twins forced me to be like, that's actually not really possible without totally neglecting what I actually want to be as a father or as a husband. So, yeah, there's been quite a bit of internal struggle um, that has, I'm I'm sitting on the other side of it slightly, I would say.
2: Yeah,
1: I, uh, yeah, super familiar with uh, having distractions that take up my uh, ability to parent. (laughs)
0: But <laughs> goddamn, do you get to watch a lot of television? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank
1: goodness. Thanks for the road. Um, so, uh, Br- Brad has this question before uh, the podcast started: Is are, are you still in Scotland?
5: Um, my research was always going to be about Canadian males, so flew back before COVID hit to do my research, and then, and I had to get 170 boys to participate in my research um, in order to have enough statistical strength to make my correlational analysis. And I got that two days before the twins were born. Um, so like just in time. And then schools closed for COVID two months after. And then the university shut down. And then we just stayed here and have stayed in Vancouver, Canada. Okay. And um, So yeah, living in a flat with three kids there would be during <laughs> COVID would actually... I'm very fortunate that we yeah. <laughs> 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 no joke. It worked out. Yeah. Um,
1: okay. So tell us about the album. Um,
0: Actually, before that, I want, can I ask a question before you get, we get I, into the I album? Mean, I guess. Okay. Um, can you remind us again? Like what, what's the main thrust of your research for your, for your doctorate? You mentioned uh, boys with that are uh, hi- I don't know exactly how you put it hyper emotional or whatever, however you put it. Uh, and then you ended up expanding that into the kind of the other end of the spectrum. What what are you looking to find in your research?
5: Yeah. So I looked at um, and I'm defining emotionally restricted or emotionally expressive right, specifically that's in terms of your propensity to talk to other people about your feelings. Okay. It doesn't matter if it's talking to 20,000 people or just talking to like five close or one close person. Sure. But I looked at out of 170 teenage grade 12 teenage boys um that participated in my study I looked at how emotionally expressive they were and I interviewed the 10 least and the 10 most okay. and I compared their beliefs as well as their experiences growing up being male and their beliefs about masculinity
0: so did anything surprise you or was it pretty did you did it did sort of the results of the results kind of bore out what you thought they would
5: uh, no it's there's a couple that definitely surprised me. Um, Some that come to mind is I think there's a, there's an assumption in research that you get boys to cry about their emotions or talk to someone. And then it's going to like kind of heal all uh, gender inequalities. And like that's (laughs) right. And I definitely went in thinking um, or maybe let me back up. (laughs) I think that emotional introspection emotional processing super important but i don't think it's the cure-all or the silver bullet for everything and so one aspect of my research the quantitative aspect of it is that i looked at their like their beliefs in masculine norms about like violence power over women something called heterosexual heterosexual self-presentation so like how willing if you got incorrectly labeled as gay how much would that bother you so there's eight different masculine norms and uh there was basically only one statistical difference between the emotionally expressive boys and the emotionally unexpressive boys and that was in their ability to seek help so you're if you are more if you're talking to someone about your emotions and you are free to express your emotions without fear of judgment then you're also more likely to seek them for help. And that goes to professional help. Um, So, yeah, that's the main statistical one that's been well studied. But it was definitely surprising that, like, the propensity or inclination for violence didn't change between the two groups um, of boys. So that was kind of surprising.
0: Yeah, that that is surprising, actually. (laughs) That's That's not at all what I would have thought.
5: I was talking to my barber like a month ago and he was like, oh, let me guess that the boys that were more emotionally expressive were also more artsy. And I said, oh, that would make sense. There was a couple of boys like that. But actually, I found the opposite to be true is that um, the boys that were more emotionally expressive and could talk about their feelings with others were more athletic and more the athletes huh. and had more social currency. And one of the what I speculate, and I think one of the reasons for this, is that they have, that sports one gave them confidence, and that confidence allows them to kind of branch out of certain restrictive masculine expressions, and they don't lose their masculine currency, because if they're already well respected for being an athlete, sure. talk about their emotions is going to be fine as well. The popular
0: kid um, can get away with more, essentially.
5: Yeah. And using that for good, like is such a, using it for acceptance and things like that is a key component of that. But can I, sorry, oh. can I, I have so many things. <laughs> no, go ahead, me. man. I'm,
0: I'm just, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Uh, yeah, I think it.
5: there's two more things that come to mind that sure. I was, that exposes my bias as well. Um, and I was aware of this even before I started interviewing. So I definitely try to get that bias out of the way. Um, and one of the bias or I'm, One of the assumptions that I had was that maybe the boys that are highly emotionally restricted and not wanting to talk to other people about their feelings, I kind of thought that there'd be a lot of them just that assumed that they were always that way, that this is just my personality. This is just the way I am. Um, but none of them had that. All of them could identify a specific time or time period in their lives where they knowingly and consciously diminished or suppressed their emotions, Mm -hmm. most often around middle school. um, Yeah, there's three main reasons why they suppress their emotions. One, fear of judgment two, fear of being a burden. And those first two had to do with masculinity. Like I should be the shoulder to cry on, not crying on someone else's shoulder. But the third one wasn't related to masculinity. And that was just experiencing some relational trauma or loss. Um, yeah, even like, even I wouldn't say as little, but like a best friend suddenly moving away and not maybe having adults in their lives that could adequately like process what happened. Their friend just went and then they didn't want to get close to anyone else. Cause that was really painful for them.
0: Yeah. I'm experiencing this right now with one of my, with my oldest son, mm-hmm. like he's had How a falling he? out. He's uh, 15. Okay. Um, and he had a falling out with his friend group. And now he doesn't want to go to school. And now it's, I mean, it's like, it's freaking rough, man. Like, I, And so watching him, listening to you talk about it and watching him trying to process that is, it's is—it's—it's really interesting because it, it really, I don't know, it's like a real weird crossroads. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, weird. I guess the one good thing is he's got a couple parents that understand, like we don't, we understand that it actually like, that matters. You know what I mean? Like, I think the tendency for a lot of parents with like your high school age kid or middle school age kids is like they kind of dismiss their emotions. Mm. You know, oh, you had a breakup. Oh, well, you're just in middle school. You're just in high school. Yeah, but like that. There are other that fish shit in the there. That yeah. shit matters, man. Like, cause it, it matters right. in the moment. Now, does it matter in big game of life? Probably not, but it fucking matters now. But it's formative. Yeah. And Probably. so, you know, we've, I know, Mandy and I have made a pact to like, let them have their emotions (laughs) like, cause that's, I mean, in just whatever those emotions are, those like, it help them to sort of process. So I'm, I'm really super interested in your work. Uh, Are you going to be dropping the uh, dissertation on print at any point when you're done with it?
5: Oh, definitely. It will be published full access online, but I hopefully will write shorter published (laughs) articles for that yeah I'll be done in September or submitted in September nice and nice. Then defend it there but thanks for that's like a real real story yeah. and it brings me into um the other point is that the boys that have suppressed their emotions or shut them down have done so for a very adaptive reason like it's never not for a good reason it's very strategic and has helped them mm-hmm. um even though it has exacerbating consequences sure but what was surprising to me and I maybe shouldn't have been surprised is that those boys were not at all less emotionally sensitive just because they suppressed their emotions from other people like they described very consciously and articulately to me what was going on when their parents divorced what was going on for them and be like i know like one like one boy for instance he had a, his mom and his sister and he said i know that I might have some negative consequences of repressing my emotions someday in the future and I might like blow up, but I need to make sure that they're okay because I won't be okay if they're not okay. And, and like, so very articulate, knowing yeah, right. that there's consequences to suppressing your emotions and still doing it anyways. And that kind of definitely challenged some of my assumptions that we can see teenage boys is kind of in this weird uh, turning point or edge knife where the pressures to restrict or not restrict are quite strong, and that trajectory also predicts future health problems later in life. Even if your relationship with masculinity changes as an adult, the masculinity that you espouse in your adolescent years has negative health out- effect, uh like negative health correlations later on in life.
0: Wow, wow, that's
2: nuts.
5: <laughs> yeah
1: alright let's let's talk about the album um so i am a sucker for a, a concept album uh <laughs> i just am it's just it's just who i am pinball wizard yes, his yes. favorite album uh, yes uh so
0: tommy's the who
5: or the who, uh, <laughs> oh that's right tommy that's right what
1: tommy, that's yeah, right, tommy. Pinball, what, the who. what inspired you to create this album
5: um uh, the first thing is hearing sleeping at last concept album about the enneagram okay. and feeling like that was a way that put a lot of people's experience into a different form that can, it's a different way to connect. Yeah. But often like CS Lewis has this quote that I still like that is about um, how myth or story can get past the religious sleeping dragons. Um, I'm paraphrasing it. It's a really great quote, but music, I think, and lyrics, is just another way to engage that. I was, I'm always hoping that m- I'm optimistic enough and realistic enough to know this is a far shot, but talking about masculinity and gender, I'm optimistic enough that if I talk to any one who's like super opposed to the work that I'm doing, that I can like see them and meet them and come to some sort of agreement or some sort of thing like that. And so I'm always looking at ways to depolarize conversations mm. Um, and music, I find it was one way to do that. And so that's definitely how it started and that is still the intent with this album, but I would say my overall trajectory, if you think of last time you interviewed me leading on to starting my PhD, I kind of had this, what's it? Like not a God complex, but definitely felt like I'm going to change the world. (laughs) Savior, savior complex. Savior complex. yeah. Yeah. Been there. Yeah, and I, th- I think for, I imagine, being like our Christian backgrounds, that like is almost inbred with nice. us. One be per like be persecuted for being leaders and for like, I c- it's my generation. I'm gonna be history maker, and so there's a lot of deconstructing that I've had to do. Yeah, in- and so I feel maybe the audience or listeners might get a different sense, but how the experience in my own progression with my research area and in my life is that, yeah, I still want to empower people to have a healthier relationship with themselves and with other people. But my motivation or my key guiding thing is like, I just want that for myself. And that is my main motivation. And so my album um, started maybe more grandeur, but also was ultimately as all the songs got edited and refined was like really for myself as well because i think one of the most authentic like the most anyone can offer is i like the thing is their authentic self and so i i initially had other people sing on the album and they have better voices than me and i knew that might have gotten more cachet out there but at the same time it wasn't going to go probably anywhere huge anyways. And so I wanted to just make it more authentic. So
1: yeah, it definitely is, is very vulnerable. Um, so, so there were a couple spots on the album and I've listened to it several times now, um, where I got emotional. Uh, one of our supporters, uh, Tammy said that, uh, she listened to it and it brought her to tears. Um, it's, it's a really vulnerable piece of work. Um, so, so thank you for that. Number one, thank you for your vulnerability. Um, but what has been the, and you may not feel comfortable talking about this and that's fine. I don't It's up to you. Uh, what's been the response from those that are close to you?
5: Yeah, that's a great question. Thanks for listening to it as well. Um,
1: it's, it's phenomenal. I really, I really, really enjoyed it. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk to this guy again.
5: <laughs>
0: Do we want to play yeah, a yeah. a song at the end? Yeah, like, we can play a song. If, I mean, with your permission, I suppose. Oh yeah, of course. <clears throat> okay.
5: um, yeah, just for the audience. Like the album goes through, um, like follows the life of a man from boyhood to old age, um, or oldish age. It was hard for me. That last song is my probably my most vulnerable. Yeah, it's Sunday. my favorite
1: one. <laughs>
5: um, and I. I struggled with that with writing a song about old age with masculinity because it's kind of like the trajectory of someone's life really dictates what that final song is going to be. Yeah. So ultimately, I had some more like meta narratives of other people, but I realized once again, I think everyone has to learn what being a man or being a human is for themselves. And so that song is the least amount of research is in that song. That's just pretty much authentic me. Yeah. It's great. and so the yeah i won't lie the my undefined relationship with christianity is hard for my family of origin yeah so they haven't i don't even know if they've listened to it um my siblings have and that, that's been great um so yes yeah, the christian stuff it's, yeah.
1: We're in that same yeah. same boat with you. Like you're yeah. you're not alone in that in terms of like oh my gosh, my my mother I think did listen to like one or two episodes and it was just <laughs> early on before we were even cursing, I believe, and it's, you know, disappointed is what we, she is. We've had a, we've had a couple of emails from our dad <laughs> yeah. along so, those same lines. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're not alone in in that uh that concern especially regarding uh religion and uh in those things. So, yeah. Yep. I will
5: just say that I've had like my close friends have just been amazing. And even like my, some of my closest friends are still very much Christian. Um, and they, but like this, it's a huge difference when you can tell that the person just like is engaging in you and what like cares about your process and doesn't make it about them and what might yeah. like feel attacked just because I'm saying that like, yeah, I, do have religious trauma growing up. Yeah. Same.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, ha- what about you? What about your spouse? Um, I- have I have they listened to it? How does how's that been?
5: Oh, she's probably <laughs> heard it so much throughout the years. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> um, OK. Yeah. Yeah. No. So she's yeah, she's been there throughout the process. Um, yeah. Different awesome. songs connect differently. I'd say.
1: So I've I've got a I've, I've got a question for every song on the album. So <laughs> buckle in, here we go. Uh, so in "Welcome to Earth," uh, you talk about the indoctrination males are told about
0: their identities, featuring Will Smith.
1: And these are these are um, <laughs> yeah, "Welcome to Earth," Will Smith. Uh, nice. Will any? I, I, how did I not think of that? I don't know. Will Will right too is what it's. Called. It is right there. Uh, <laughs> I may mean, I not trip That's just the next album is getting pre-sla- jiggy pre-slapping with it. Chris
0: Rock. Yeah. Oh. What would you say? scandal? The movie
5: was back to Earth. It was a welcome to Earth. No,
1: he punched the alien in Independence Day. Oh. And he oh. says welcome Ooh. to Earth.
5: Oh yeah, I thought it was after Earth with Jaden's Okay, I was going yes. was to... okay.
1: <laughs> Lot lot of lot of Will Smith Earth references um in this album. It's just like there's one part where you say getting jiggy with it, it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. <laughs> If you listen closely enough, you whispers. It's there. It. It's yeah. It's, it's Just in the background. Yeah. 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 If you play it backwards. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: okay. So, um, <laughs> you talk about the indoctrination of uh, males are told about their identities. Um, but in the bridge, you ask some uh, some heavy hitting questions. I'm going to read that. And so all my questions are long. So bear with me. Uh, so I'm going to read the bridge uh, or, or what I perceive as the bridge. Um, but I want but but if i want to be a dancer or fall in love with a guy would you come to my recitals would you stand by my side um and and later you go on to say that, that you never had those experiences uh and knowing how i assume our parents at this table would respond um what is what does that do regarding what we assumed was unconditional love
5: mm. Yeah, a couple things with that part of the song, and I might tear up too, um, is that I needed to set the stage that this is a album, concept album from a, a straight cis man. And that is what the concept album follows. And yet, I think, um, and so I wanted to do that with that part, but one of the most humbling aspects of parenting Teachings that I have learned is that when I I forget who said this, so hopefully I'm not. Hopefully multiple people have said this. So I'm not plagiarizing someone particular. But when we'll credit children, to Abraham
1: Lincoln. Let's credit it to him. That way, we know it's wrong.
5: <laughs> so when when children do something that their parent is upset about, um, children's natural reactions isn't to think, "Oh, my parent is wrong." It's to think that they're wrong. And so that is what I'm trying to get to there, is that in family systems, there is such a drive for sameness. And so in family structures, where if you diverge and become a black sheep or the drive from sameness challenges that, there can be such a strong reaction. And and so I think gay people and trans people are probably the two most issues that I can think about that would bring up a lot of emotions for family structures and family units. Yeah. Um, and for me, I didn't have those experiences, but I did have that experience when my belief system differed from my parents. And yeah. so I, I want to ask the question of what is unconditional love? And mm-hmm. is it's easy for someone to feel like unconditional love if, they're, if the child is always acquiesced to the parents' norms, and the parents same this. And so it's a, it's a tough space to hold that like, and, and this is, comes through my album and this is, I have s- talks with my friends about this, about like how much do we critique our parents versus just uh, not critique them. And I hold the view that I tend to, I don't tend to critique things that I love or care about. And I definitely want to hold both love for my parents. And I think they did a great job in so many ways, but I want my own children to critique me as well. And to hold those tensions because that is where I think the authentic child is found. And I want my children to show up authentically and then know that will be hard at times. And I am trying to be authentic for myself and and I have an invitation for sure. And my parents have to a certain degree for sure. Yeah. Um, but I always, yeah, it's, it's a hard, it's something yeah. I'm still messing with. What is, what is love? What, what is love? <laughs> yeah, I, my daughter asked me that, like, I didn't feel loved from you today when that happened. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, there's just lots. There's lots yeah. to the process when
0: parenting. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: All right, so on fun like loving guy um, the line share your darkness but I won't share mine hit like a fucking brick to the face um, uh, this this idea that we as men need to hide our vulnerability um, I I still do it I, I <laughs> think too. I am vulnerable but at the same time I'm like oh huh I I, I don't share my darkness Um, not, not to the extent that I feel like I should, um, any, any, any suggestions how, uh, we as men can be more vulnerable, go to (laughs)
0: therapy.
5: Uh, (laughs) Oh, I, so yeah, that came directly from my research and the thing like go to therapy. Yes. Um, like my wife is a therapist, but also like therapy is not one, it's hard to do. And two, it's like therapists can be so different, yeah. yes. um, and some of them are terrible. And um, and to remember that the reasons for not sharing, quote unquote, darkness, which is meant to be tongue in cheek, because the boys in my research the, ascribe their emotions and their vulnerability as something negative or as problematized. So by referring it to darkness, you can tell that there's already a quality a more like a judgment placed on what vulnerability and emotions are. Um, And I always want to like, remember the context for why that happened. And if you just tell people like, no, that's not the case. It's a weight off your shoulders. That might not actually be true given your family or your friends. Um, And so to, to have a, to one, there's not one quick sum up answer, but I would just say, I'll speak for myself is that what's vulnerable is going to change according to different definitions based on my research is that there's a really important key thing on authenticity is Mm -hmm. that emotions and, and all of our emotions are an authentic part of ourselves. And if we have suppressed that, we've suppressed an authentic part of ourselves. And so there's an invitation to be, in a relationship with yourself and it's hard to sometimes get separation from those emotions that seem dark and like i had a counseling session a month ago where i actually let me go back this, it always sounds a bit funny when i met my wife who was a therapist and is a therapist we were talking about shame one time and i said i don't think i've ever experienced shame in my life <laughs> Eight nine years ago, but you were raised in the church, which uh, so we
0: know that's bullshit. <laughs>
5: yeah, but I would have argued with you, like I, I'm like I just thought that was embarrassment. Like I didn't even know the difference between embar- I've been embarrassed before. I thought that was kind yeah. of shame. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. And there's been so many different layers of uncovering, and and one of my big epiphanies a, a year ago was just how avoidance. Of someone who self-identifies as more emotionally expressive and vulnerable, but once again thought I was a bit arrogant because I thought I was good at it, didn't realize that there's a whole different ball game to actually sit with your feelings and emotions. I kind of thought, like, cry about it one time and then let's not cry about it again. Or, what, do I just need to do this once a month? Have a cry once a month? And that's all ways that, like, I can manage my emotions good at managing it and
1: processing it. Dude, I am having, but not walk. I'm just over
0: here, smiling and taking it in because these are the exact conversations I'm having in therapy right now. Like Mm. is vulnerability and intimacy. Like I, I've I've realized that I actually, I will be vulnerable to a point, but as long as even on the podcast, I mean, I, I actually, people will say like, send me messages. Hey, I appreciate how vulnerable you are, but like, I keep telling my therapist, I'm like, if people knew the real me, they wouldn't like me.
2: Mm. And she's
0: like, but she's always getting, not getting on me, but she's always pointing out like how I judge my emotions. Like Mm. what you talked about. Like I will judge things as dark and light, good and bad. And she just keeps saying like, no, like they're just emotions. Mm. Like we have to get away from like this constant labeling of like, I can't have that emotion because X, because uh, whatever. So like that's, it's, I'm just, like cracking up listening to this conversation because it's exactly what I'm doing right now. We're trying to figure out how to do it. So,
5: yeah, the, uh, there's a great irony in that the more you suppress certain emotions, the more you're actually governed by your fear of emotions. Oh, and,
0: dude, totally. Yeah. I mean, that's, holy shit. <laughs>
5: and that just reminds me of something else that I haven't actually seen research about it, but I've heard people talk about it quite often about how, like, men often. Cry more, almost on their wedding days than females do, or like they break down. They have a show of emotions. Oh, I,
1: I did. On my yep, me day too, man. On front of everybody. <laughs> In front of everybody.
5: And so, like at one level, you might just think because almost like you haven't pre-thought of all the emotions that all just comes up and and gets you. Um, but there's also another thing of, I think there's a tendency going back to that grandeur part, and the grandeur part of like you said on the podcast, you're emotional to quite an, like so many people probably listening be like, I never go on air and say all of that stuff. But then that's a difference between what is vulnerable for you versus it someone is. else. I, yeah. I
0: could, I do it to the point where I can control the narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what I've talked about in therapy. Like, uh, yeah. Anyway, all right.
1: Uh, the song half asleep.
0: Um, Hold on. I don't think he was done. Oh,
1: you, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well,
5: that's, I can rabbit trail too. But I just want to say that, like, I know in myself that there can be a tendency and I see this in lots of men's coaches as well, not all, but that like you learn something about yourself and then you just want to teach it right away yeah. without actually integrating it. And so for yeah. me, sharing something vulnerable is a like, way easier than actually <laughs> learning <laughs> and integrating it for myself. We call that the,
0: the pastor's plight. Holy shit. <laughs> I might take that to therapy tomorrow, buddy. That's, <laughs> that's dead on. Uh,
1: gosh. We, we study to teach, but we really, we don't study to learn.
2: Yeah. yeah wow
1: yeah Ugh. uh okay so the song half asleep um it fe- it feels and and I, my my main question for this is what is a song about because it feels to me like a a couple's therapy session almost mm. what 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 is what does half asleep mean to you
5: yeah so that song in the album functions as like often in the, in the literature one of the major themes is that like there's a ground zero. There's a breaking point. Of often with like a relationship could be cheating, could be, um, just a relationship falling apart. Um, and I've, and I wanted to write that song from like a more uh, wondering, is it possible to change before you hit rock bottom and then like get forced into a change? And so, like, there's often – it can almost be a trope so often that um, men function in relationships way more providing and, what, like, women always, like, want their husbands to be more emotional. So that song definitely hits that trope a little bit, but was trying to do so in a way that didn't demonize either and yeah. try to see the middle ground. Or, like, the middle, the middle ground is that – um like my whole my whole shtick i guess about masculinity is like calling it restrictive masculinity masculinity becomes harmful when it places restrictions on yourself or on other people right. and so one of the restrictions of certain expressions of masculinity is to not explore or to have an emotional depth or not to, this doesn't sorry not to not have an emotional depth but to not part I think it's a very spiritual thing with a, with a partner, with a spouse, to partake in the emotional aspect of a relationship and not just the physical or not just the, what the, your role provides. And so the bridge of that song also rep- represents that there is a tension, that research shows that women are more attractive, attracted to some, some provider aspects in men Which some male date coaches hone in and be like, "That's how you become the top three percent for me, Type thing. So there is mixed messages in our society as well. Um, So I was trying to do that. You know, yeah, conflict, relational conflict is a huge theme Mm. in people's lives, and so that song was really me trying to tap in to my self pitying pouty parts of myself. but also, those are those are those parts need to be understood, too, and not demonized. Either. Sure.
1: Yeah. All right. Now we're going to get in, so So I think this album, at least this is how I interpreted it. There were three letters in this album. Um, and this is the first one I feel is the first letter and it's called Letter to Dad. Um, it seems like a lament. Um, and I don't want to put this on you, but it seems like the character of the, of the, the project, um, there's a lament that the, the, um, that they don't know their father and vice versa. Like there's a disconnect and I I think I can, um, I can relate with that, um, for sure. in, in my relationship with my father, um, Can you talk about the relationship between fathers and sons and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be your father and in your experience, but um, what does a healthy masculine relationship look like between father and son?
5: Well, I'll start by talking from the perspective of my participants I interviewed. Um, One of the themes that emerged from my interviews, regardless of level of emotional restriction, which was, I called it fathers as guides or as foils. And so as guides, ah. fathers provide a way to be. And that way to be as a man could be into a more restrictive, rigid way, or it could be into a more expansive, less restrictive way. And then fathers as foils were the boys that saw their dads. Um, I I, I'm not going to say this because... All right, yeah, no, I won't say it because I don't want people to generalize and latch onto that part. But these boys um, who saw their dad as foils saw what their dads had become or were, um, and they did not want to be that way. And so I, I, I want to take something from a, a really – his name is Dr. Frank Anderson – I thought you were going to say
1: Dr. Phil when you started with that PH. I was like, (laughs) You are (laughs) an idiot.
5: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Thank Thank goodness. goodness. But Dr. (laughs) Frank Anderson, um, he talks about this with parents and their children. And he says that people often want to have children to replicate the relationship they had with their own family, they want to have children to correct the experience they had with their own family. But very rarely do they actually want to heal, the, have children to heal the relationship they had with their family. And the nuance there between like having a corrective experience versus a healed experience is that if you just oppose what your parents did because that wasn't for you, like often that can lead to pendulum swings and other, other issues. But to actually like sit with... um to actually sit with, I guess the tension or what comes up with like between a father son relationship. Um, yeah. I, I want that letters to be an invitation because the research shows like there's so many much fatherlessness, especially um, for black boys in America, um, super high rates and a super high rate of not having a father at home leading to uh, or correlates with high use of drugs or incarceration yourself so like the relationship with the father is important and so much so that like even i would I, I i think the evidence shows that even if a father is there teaching a very restrictive version of masculinity that's actually still better than not being there at all huh. mm. um n- n- restrictive is different than abusive I would sure. Maybe maybe have that little caveat there. Sure. But yeah. The That's role of followers is, is
1: huge. Um, sounds of change. So um, this is, this one has one of my favorite choruses. It says, I bring fire. I bring rain. I bring healing. I bring pain. Um, there are a lot of different emotions in, in this song, pain, anger, fear, compassion. Um, and, and we are taught to suppress a lot of those emotions as males. Um, some control, over our emotions I feel is is needed um, and suppressing those emotions isn't healthy but what does what is processing those emotions in a healthy way look like and we've kind of touched on that a little bit just how, how do I mean I think Brad and I have mentioned that, that our our way is process and get through you know just just manage it but what 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 is managing anger look like or mm-hmm. frustration or whatever, fill in the blank emotion.
5: Yeah. I Not as a licensed therapist, I feel like for I sure. need to throw that out yes. there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but as someone that has, like I used, I led a social emotional group for uh, high school boys with behavioral needs, like diagnosed behavioral disorders. And uh, after the kind of the intervention that we did, one healing is a progress like as individual journey for one boy, instead of yelling back at his mother, he, he would be silent and to, and there's like, he would, he would be silent, go to his room and then talk when he calmed down. Um, And that I, I, I hate when I've seen some things on Twitter, actually a couple of days ago by talking about like, Men having the silent treatment being a form of abuse. And for sure that can be the case, but they were almost conflating that like choosing to like I think it's a huge step instead of lashing out in anger and making things worse, if you can get to a place where you don't lash out and you go walk away, cool off, and come down to engage from a healthier place. I think that's a huge step and that shouldn't be yeah overlooked just because that's not maybe the most healthy way. But like maybe that's not the the ideal goal, it is still a huge um, step in trajectory. I think the and key so, difference
1: there in those two is that the, the conversation after you've cooled down, whereas just the silent treatment, I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's no communication after I th- feel like it's the conversation after that. Let me process this and I'll get back to you.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a huge point. If you, if you can have enough um, awareness to uh, address what's going on, like, be like, I actually can't talk right now. And you can actually verbalize that to whoever you're having conflict with. That's huge. Um, I think that often there's, for men in particular, there's a lot of pretty effective coping strategies that become less effective and become their own addictions because they don't have that final step. So for instance, like physical exercise, like working out, can be a a way to like to actually get your body involved in your emotions. I one of my friends, one of my best friends um, like processes his angers when he's doing construction work and like he's pretty potty mouth on there but he's also like thinking through his life, like he's processing and journaling in his head I would argue and he has an outlet for it but he also has like a follow up and he also does other journaling, things like that and so I'm not long story short is I don't know what the journey looks like for other people, but I do know that there's that talking about it with people that don't judge you is really important. If you don't have that, I I do think that journaling is super key. And I think there's a good app that is in a beta phase that's coming out that I think it's, it's a, it's a specific way to journal through a modality of therapy called IFS. I don't know when it's going to come out, but what is cool about this and you can do it in your own journal is basically have a conversation with parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, As a more traditional Christian in the past, I used to find my most effective journals were when I would talk and then I would write back from not God's perspective, but Aslan's perspective. I loved (laughs) (laughs) and I felt that Aslan often had like, kind of some greater insight or give me perspective and so just identifying like so, so many teenagers i work with i know i just interrupted myself i do that <laughs> many teenagers i know with when i taught them psychology in high school um when it's when i talk about bipolar or borderline personality disorder they're so quick to be like oh that's me like i'm hot and cold one minute one next and that is like one no um, that's what <laughs> most of it is. But two is that just understanding, I love just talking about like parts. I have a part of me that is angry right now or like there's a part, like think of a relational conflict when people like in this crisper of moment be like, maybe we should just get divorced. And like, and then they regret that right away. It's like, maybe just identify there's a part of me that feels this way. There's a part of me definitely doesn't want that. Can I do anything to get some separation and like look at these parts and like and so i think journaling by yourself is the most easy way to, most accessible way to do that without having to pay money for a therapist
1: Yeah. all right together rising i feel is the the second letter if you will and it feels like it's a letter to your children or individually your, your child um You say, I know I'll I'll pay for your therapy when you're old enough to critique me. Um, Our hope is that as parents, we don't continue the cycle of whatever our parents screwed up in there. And, and, you know, we'll we'll find new ways to screw up our kids as well. Um, But um, while while you are a a young parent, you've studied the effects of parenting in young males. Uh, What advice would you give to parents? If you could just like one main thing as a parent for young males, what would you say?
5: Uh, Your boys care about your emotions and they also want to talk. Um, And in order for that to happen, you need to learn how to regulate and manage your own emotions so that your child's not responsible or doesn't feel responsible for your own emotions. And you might not have any clue that your child actually is carrying the weight of your emotions. But I would say with at least one of your parents, like I would say that a lot of the boys feel their parents' emotions and what's going on in their lives quite heavily. And that impacts them. That totally feeds into why they don't want to be a burden because they they see you having enough problems of your own, and so to be really clear, being like, God, Daddy does have a lot of emotions, but like, just talk. Like, you—that's actually not your responsibility to control or manage my emotions." I think as parents, it's pretty common to be like, "Oh," especially with toddlers. Like, I've—I've I've been guilty of this for sure. I have always apologized, but and even though they're so young, and they might not even compute anything. I still apologize. But, like, if I say, like, oh, you're giving me a hard time, or like, or like, don't, can't you just see that this is making daddy upset? Like, no, that feeds that message that they are responsible for your emotions. And, um, yeah, so that's my advice.
1: That's good. Yeah. Um, Okay. The last song is This Hill I'll Die Upon. It it is my favorite song of the album. Um, And and this is the third letter. Uh, I feel like you've. You've you've written a letter to your childhood self um, by talking about your future self, um, and our, our mutual friend Hillary McBride once uh, was talking to us about the important the importance of speaking to our former selves, like going back in to those memories where we needed someone and and having a conversation to say that's we're, you, everything's going to be okay. Um, what was was writing this? Was it cathartic? Cause there's a lot, a lot of stuff in there. It's just like punches and punches. It's so good. Um, did, how did that, was it therapy for you?
5: Yes. That I would say I wrote that song in a very clear headspace. And when I'm not in a clear headspace, that's a song that I go back to to remind me, like, I would say um, that my my biggest trauma developmentally um, was learning at a very young age and integrating this, even if it wasn't explicitly taught. What I picked up was that at my core, I'm broken and evil.
0: Uh-huh.
5: And it's taken a long time that, like, like I had to think long and hard, but like, what is a hill I'll actually die upon? And I had an experience in therapy like three years ago. It's actually the album cover artwork where I just met my younger self in like visualized, like in the therapy. And I was like, like, there's just so much blackness inside my heart. Like, that's how I always viewed myself. Like just that brokenness, evil, sin at my center and then there was just like this sense of love b- blue love pouring in until i got filled completely up with love and then it became a shallow sea and then i f- saw all the ages of myself like i growing and falling in this love and it just felt like oh like i like i'm actually so loved and i'm i'm so filled with love and so that is a hill i'll die upon i know my old self would have argued that i am evil and i would have argued with you and i know people want to
2: yeah.
5: really still believe that um but i i so there's three choruses in that song and the challenge for me is that it's easier for me to believe that i love my younger self and my younger self is love it's a bit harder sometimes to love my present or my adult self especially when i fuck up or do shit that i don't agree with um like do I actually, can I actually hold love that like, just like for myself? And then the third part is like, do I, do I believe that if I believe that I am good above else, like that I am love as my, in my DNA, let's say, do I believe that about other people and in the world and holding that, you um, know, in a, in a world that's filled with conflict, that's And like in the song, I mentioned that, like, I still have a hard time some days, always believing this axiom, but it is yet something that I have frequently land upon. And it just does feel right in my soul um, that that at our deepest, we are love and we need to remember that. And there's so much unlearning to do sometimes.
1: Yeah. So... Uh, if it's okay with you, can we play that song at the end of the the interview? Yeah, for sure okay and everyone just stop right now uh, pause go listen to the seven songs. Uh, it's on everywhere. It's 29 minutes. listen to it. Um, it's beneficial for for parents for males um, it's just uh, parents of, of males it's 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 really profound and it's it a huge process throughout the whole thing. Um, I did have another question about that song. So for lack of better words, you have been deconstructing masculinity. Um, but you say that I I grew up believing things I don't now, like black and white religion to heaven or to hell. How important was deconstructing parts of religion while deconstructing masculinity and how intertwined were they?
5: more into more intertwined than i originally thought (laughs) um yeah if my shtick is about restrictive masculinity things that cut uh, cut men off from themselves and from others in damaging ways is is owning the fact that christianity that religion can do that any religion can do that um and for me, it has in certain ways. Um, and so, like, Richard Rohr has this thing about like, there's order, disorder and reorder. Yeah. Yep. And, um, and I'm kind of on the order stage of both, but I kind of put my religion one kind of a bit on the backtrack for a, a long while just because there's so much loadedness with, with yeah. all of that. Um, so yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, keep my religion, spiritual private, not from you guys, but just in the sense that sure. I, I find that people often want to just hear like something clearly defined so that yeah. they can put you in a box for a certain thing. Um, and that gives them some comfort. But I would say that, Like, they're all intertwined. Like, the the LGBTQ fear, and like, I'll say fear that I, yeah, more than hate that I grew up in, um, was just like, just so completely othering of other people. Um, And seeing in church, like, my very first memory of gender is asking my mom, like, oh, on the bulletin, all. All pastors are called pastors, except the children's <laughs> pastor All so the children's coordinator or because director, so
0: it's something like yeah. that. <laughs>
5: yeah, and I think the church, or like the church is such a crazy term to use, but or loaded term. But I think there that that as a structure, as an institution, it permeates through so much of our society and has very strong gender roles, and so that is the way in which I have seeing gender played out and in my own life just like thoughts about like i remember my marriage counseling before getting married was like yeah we they're fairly egalitarian but even still things of like but it's always the man's job to take out the the trash and i was like oh yeah like it was like it's like i'll never let my wife do that like that's just too dirty or too gross and it's like i don't care who the heck takes out the trash but there's just so many subtle ways that gender has been uh, reintroduced. And I think that it's harder to deconstruct. Well, let's say a huge hindrance to deconstructing some ideas around gender is because you might believe that the Bible is super clear about this is the way things should be. So, yeah, yeah. The, the long story short, again, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they've been very connected
1: okay um so obviously you sang on the album uh, did you play any of the instruments on the album
5: Yeah guitar um, for all of them I wrote them all on guitar except the very first song is uh, I wrote on piano um, I, I yeah that's the first <laughs> song I've ever written on piano um, and I had someone that connected me to someone else who played piano and did the sound engineering for it
1: Nice. All right, and then that, that's pretty much all the serious questions I have. I have one not serious question. Um, <laughs> a, as a Canadian, uh, how do you feel about the television show Letterkenny?
5: Um, I feel stressed that you're going to judge me <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> No, No, no. Have is, you not, not seen? Not know what it is?
1: Uh, so you say you've never seen Letterkenny? <sighs>
5: So it's not a late night talk show, no,
1: no, no. Okay, so it's basically <laughs> uh, you're thinking of versus... David Letterman.
0: No, it's it's basically a, a show set in Canada, it's it's written by Canadians, it's all the actors are Canadians. Um, and it's set in like Ontario in, like a redneck sort of town, but like it's interesting because they have these like they, they the the show touts like a lot of I would call masculine norms but then it also like in a weird way quietly subverts them at times right. like it's it's super interesting I, I the a lot of people a lot of our listeners there's a lot of overlap between our podcast and letter Kenny fans oh, but okay yeah um, uh, it's, and it's it's really funny like it's a comedy but there's like these moments I don't know I think you might find some of it kind of interesting
5: so I will check it out yeah. I think that's what you just said I think that that describes, if I were to ever describe the stereotypical male, it is having some things of traditional masculinity, but also subverting it at times as well. Like, I yep. think yeah. we, we I don't even necessarily view those as contradictions, but we just have complexity to our identities.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and you know, it, it's, you should definitely check it out. It. <laughs> I believe it's on Crave. Yeah. I don't know if that's a. It's on Hulu. That's on Hulu as well. They're yeah, here. But... Oh, well, let me ask you about another uh, equally entertaining television show from Canada. H- how do you feel about Big Brother Canada? <laughs> have you seen, have <laughs> you read, have you heard about this?
5: Uh, is, I don't know if there's an interesting storyline with it. Like, I'm aware of it. But... Okay.
1: I love it. I'm just, I'm I'm just trying we to know. spread the word of we Canadian Big Brother. It's, uh, okay. it's phenomenal.
5: So... I think the social play of that game is super fascinating. Like, I, I would like someone like Hillary to like analyze. Oh
1: my
0: gosh!
5: All of those things going on there. Yeah, because there's she, a, it's she, a lot. She wanted to do that for Love Is Blind. She wanted to like teach a course on both about that. Yeah, that's Hopefully. so awesome. I
1: would, I would, I would listen to that course. <laughs> I also watch Love Is Blind, so to no one's surprise, Jesus, I, I just, whatever. <laughs> all right, Bridget, thank you so much for coming yeah, on the man. podcast, man. We really appreciate it.
5: Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, and asking those questions. Really appreciate
0: it. Yeah, I can't it. wait to get a hold of your dissertation. I'm, I'm super interested in your work. So.
1: Everyone, check out uh, the website. Um, I'm going to verify before I guess what it is <laughs> remasculate.org. Um, and the album is called Remasculine. So,
2: yep.
5: Yeah.
1: You know, or just. you know. And if
5: you go to the website and you don't have money, just email me and I'll just send you the digital copies of the songs like i the money is not any (laughs) issue i don't want that to be an issue at all if you don't have spotify or something
0: gotcha
1: (laughs) very cool all right thank you yeah thanks man
0: thanks
4: Getting older, still learning though But if I could go back and share a few words With the boy I used to be This is what I'd say Like a knowledge of the oceans This thing's not figured out yet To this here living This hill I'll die upon But you are good You are good And you are trying Though sometimes you forget You are good You are good There is no striving Just lessons you haven't unlearned yet Grew up believing things I don't know like black and white religion to heaven or to hell. But people get mad about healing, and I still see that pattern repeating in me. It's radical to say love wins. It's radical to say that seeing. Inside ourselves is healing and not a sin It's radical to say love wins It's radical to say all the things that kept me good We're missing the whole damn thing But I care enough not to make claims about God Cause like our knowledge of the ocean this thing's not figured out yet But when it comes to this here thing, This hill I'll die upon But I am good, I am good, and I am trapped still have times when I question this view It's not hard to find darkness too With racial hate and police states Infos so numerous that justice can't escape Children encaged and the steps we take to convince ourselves of things So that we don't lay awake hoarding more from the earth and poor Stoking our fears so that we just ignore All our contradictions Like first we blame the victims And then we play the victim When it suits especially Christians With justless wars Against gays and more The price of all these lives will never be accounted for Yes, there is hate But that's not our default state We've been set against our bodies But it's rebranded as healthy So yes, fight the systems And the roles we play in them But see how we've turned against ourselves in the first instance Feel everything. Dance, sing. Feel everything. We are good, we are good, and we are trying. Though sometimes we forget. We are good, there is no striving. Just lessons we haven't unlearned yet. Lack of knowledge of the options. There's things not figured out yet. When it comes to this here living. This hill I'll die upon This hill I'll die upon
3: <coughs> Well we paid close attention and we wrote them all down <coughs> Now it's time to decide our oh,
0: I I Big
1: intentionally ups. didn't get too any rated for this <laughs> podcast because I knew how difficult it's gonna be to edit all this together. The way we've cut everything up and <laughs> yeah. sliced.
0: Anyway, hashtags. I don't have any. <laughs> are you serious? I just I, we got like half I was into it or in well into the show and I was like, I haven't written anything down. So I just I didn't well, there were gonna, <laughs> gonna be the same. I don't show. have any great ones. Uh, I've got hashtag punk season, but it's SZN. I got punk rock season. <clears throat> hashtag poor and busting. Uh, <laughs> hashtag keep your prowess high. It's a pretty strong one. <laughs> it's pretty hashtag strong. Christian edgelords. Uh, <laughs> 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 hashtag edgelords for Jesus. Hashtag poor chip. Oh. <laughs>
1: He's like, I thought we were just gonna be hanging out. I thought we were playing Dungeons and guys. Dragons, not freaking
0: <laughs> playing lightsabers with our cock I know. I was going to uh, show you
1: my dungeon, so you can put your dragon in it.
0: <laughs> uh. Hashtag. <laughs> The Tatooine castuses.
2: Oh my god!
0: Oh, oh then hashtag mother
1: son.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, mother son. <laughs> hashtag Ray the Trapper, and then <laughs> <laughs> mega snakes make me horny. oh my god that might be
1: that might be the winner uh i've got <laughs> punk rock season uh, and this one is an urban dictionary somebody needs to make this on urban dictionary i the, told you
0: mine last week right that i was gonna submit
1: yeah you did not on the podcast don't <laughs> no. talk about it um oh, yeah, that's right. the next one is uh, <laughs> uh the the bonfire tm um Wait. oh that's right. Get all the penises together, all the sticks.
0: <coughs> they call it a bonfire. Proper, proper campfire. You gotta push it in. you gotta push it into the guy's stomach across from you until Boy. you almost bust. <laughs> no, I mean, you a bring proper, yourself almost uh, to completion. A proper campfire you have to do in like a kind of a cone, like all leaning together. Yeah. So everybody, oh, everybody's, everybody's gotta, gotta bend back. Oh, ooh, oh, ooh, I don't know if I like that. Nope, don't like that
1: <laughs> Goes from a, bon- a a bonfire to a volcano <laughs> <laughs> Fucking
0: cum geyser
1: <laughs> That's it, that's it, fuck it It's cum geyser
2: <laughs> <laughs> Are you not even going to read yours? Uh,
1: I've got his formal name, Ray the Trapper And Anaconda was in their mouth But it is absolutely <laughs> cum geyser That's it. This is the episode. That's it. Come geyser, old Johnny come lately. (laughs) Oh, come (laughs) geyser. Shut it down. (laughs) What? I was like, this feels like it's eight hours long. That intro.
2: Oh my god.
3: <laughs> oh man, I'm very excited. Yeah, right now. I yeah. off. I had <laughs> sex. <1%. laughs> no, I'm No, you're not. No, you're not.
2: Oh,
0: God, that's three inches of wonder. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna smell it if that's what you want. I love to suck cock, play and suck balls, play with and lick nipples, and lick and fuck ass. <laughs> you let me suck it and lick your ass before I fuck it? Work their body with my tongue all over it and suck their hard cock dry.
1: I want to suck your cock and swallow your cum.
0: Tongue fuck your ass. I want to hug you, cuddle you in my arms, caress your body, work my tongue all over it, lick your balls, work my tongue around your clean asshole.
3: You're about to burn some calories on my dick. <laughs>
0: That's the best thing ever on this podcast is that quote right there. Clean
1: asshole. All right, we're out of here.